The team called a bomb bomb. The people with the arms are me and Kang. The different style, different fashion. You know? Exactly what you're saying. So I was saying earlier today, um, I actually had some time to myself and I played right. some music um, and I recorded some music and I made a song um, that you could find on my uh, Bandcamp page under the name Leon Evergreen. Oh, hold on. Bandcamp? What is Bandcamp is this, gr- is this great um, organization company. I think they're out of Oakland. Or at least they have a headquarters in Oakland downtown. And you can just create a profile page <clears throat> if you're an artist, and you can upload um, music to the page, uh, and like write over details. You can charge for it and set up an account. So, so they, if people do buy your music, they can pay you for it, or you can give it away for free, like I do. Um, and then there's also a, a, an app on your phone, so I can upload this music that I make, and like you could go to Bandcamp on the free app and, and you can listen to the music that I'm, I'm creating under that name. So, yeah. Oh, wow. And so today's song I wrote is um, Sun Up uh, Too Soon. S-U-N. Sun Up Too Soon. Okay. get into this you 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 came correct yeah. with um with a nice schedule and a list of uh, talking points that i think are fantastic uh so let's go and roll out Good. the rock um let's toss it up okay. in the air and um let's uh yeah. let's get it on hit it a classic and at the same time progressive welcome, welcome to the to folding, folding towels, towels podcast, podcast. no way they actually talk about folding towels all right welcome everybody welcome 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 back we really hope you uh, enjoyed part one and part two of the malcolm x autobiography of malcolm x and uh, and now you're yeah. back here with us again and we got some fun stuff to talk about it is the midway point of the this strange basketball season with only 72 games uh, it's the midway point so it's the all-star break so that got us thinking yeah. let's talk some hoops let's talk about all-star uh past all-star scenarios and it is it is very peculiar you mentioned 72 games which in my mind and i think maybe we've talked about this before is like the timing factor i suppose to get everything back 
on track as far as as far as time goes. But I'm pretty confident that they could get every team to play the, the last 10 games of the season. Um, I mean, what, 10 days, 12 days, two weeks? Yeah, I, that I, think, I think they're already I think they're already going long, though, because um, they started two days before Christmas when they normally start mm. at the middle of October. So that's, you know, nearly two months that they started late. OK, and playoffs can we start I, like mid-April. Yeah, yeah. Early mid-April, I think. Yeah, mid-April. And um, and now I don't think they're going to start till mid-May. So I don't know. Okay. And then it's like, okay. you know, every year they're going to try to whittle things away. Um, either way, I'd love that, that you brought up. We're both huge basketball fans, NBA fans. Yeah. Um, I kind of, uh, you know, All-Star Weekend is kind of uh, good and bad. I think it's kind of getting watered down over the past handful of years because the dunk contest, there's like hardly anything new that can happen. Um, and no, they're not really pulling the, the biggest names. Did you see the lineup for this this year's? Oof. Not even, because I'll tell you this, part of my reasoning, part of my story, or what I want to talk about is the year we happened to watch probably the greatest of our time. We were too little when Jordan and Dominique Wilkins went head-to-head. But Mm -hmm. um, we, in fact, you were house-sitting in Monterey for mm-hmm. the lady that you met in board that we that you met in borders that when we went to London yeah we went to London her daughter um we met in London hung out for a little while but you we were house sitting you were house sitting at this lady's mm-hmm. house in Monterey the night of the Vince Carter dunk contest and yes in Oakland you remember was it not no 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 this is in Monterey no no, we no. Went to the, we went, the all-star game was the all-star game was oh. in Oakland. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. Okay. It was in Oakland at that time. I Either think way, it was, but uh, yeah, yeah, small point. Either way, you know, we were talking about the, the all-star game and I'm going to tell you the, the God honest truth. I have not watched or seen a dunk contest in its full entirety since that. Really? I knew was it the one it where could, he went elbow in? Because he did it every single dunk that he had was one time, didn't have, didn't miss, didn't have to redo anything. And it was just, you know, remember he went, he, he did the, uh, it's yeah, over it's signal. Over. It's over. Cause it was very clear. There's no, there's no getting around it. Point to the heavens. He did the point to the heavens. Yeah. 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 The whole thing, right. It was remarkably amazing. I knew in my heart, it's not going to get any better than this ever. Yeah. And I think after the next couple of years, like, okay, uh, uh, Nate Robinson won a couple times. I think Dwight Howard won once when he didn't even dunk it because he, he was too far away and he just like threw the ball in the net. But um, we're in the Superman so, cape. Yeah, and he didn't even touch the rim. But oh. I, that that for me that's you know that's what I that's yeah. why I brought up All Star moments and that for me because I remember that night. I remember I remember we watched it and. I know I was in awe. I'm pretty sure you and Joey and oh, everyone yeah. that we. They're... Yeah, yeah. And... Um, that was cool. I remember that. I think he also did a off the side of the backboard, caught it and did a, a spin around, uh, like a 360, he... really clean spin. Yeah, it was just like magic. It was. LA, it was. It was his... fluid. The, it was fluid. Exactly. There was no 
it was, you know, it was one, one chance. He flushed it. He did it perfectly. Every single one, and every single one were like, hadn't been seen before. Yeah, yeah. And it was all remarkable. Yeah, and you're right. And what a what of a, a piece of intuition you had thinking that that was probably it. There has been some good ones with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, but those that mm-hmm. was it wasn't Vince Carter. You know, it wasn't. I mean, right. Elliot this year. Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley, and Obi Toppin. These are the three. There's only three. And they're okay. Obi is Obi is a rookie. Cassius Stanley is a uh, he's he's second year or rookie. Do you know who he plays for? Pacers, right? But yes, I never but, heard of dude. Okay, I I I've heard of the dude because he's from LA. Okay. And you know I'm on the, I'm on the Instagram I'm on the Instagram springs, and I see like, like you know have you heard of this guy Mikey Williams mm-mm. high school kid he's from he's in San Diego you'll hear his name in the coming years oh, okay 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 and so Cassius Stanley Cassius Stanley was one of these guys you know that I hey Max McClung have you heard of this guy yeah yeah I've heard of him yeah okay, he so, transferred right from Georgetown he's in a, somewhere else Texas Tech or something like that yeah something like that but. And uh, the dude on the Warriors, um, the redhead, Italian dude. Nico Mannion, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, whatever basketball things that I follow, I see a lot of a, a lot of these guys coming up. And Cassius Stanley was one of them. And he went to Duke for one year, one and done. Okay. Okay. But he's a role player. He's not even um, – is he? I don't know. I haven't seen a Pacers game yet this year. <laughs> no, I have. And I've never, I've never heard of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that – that's a sorry ass and then, lineup. And, and, then, and then Anthony Simons, <laughs> he's fine. I think he's maybe 20, 21 years old. And he Suns is um he's the, the Blazers. He's like the eighth That's or the, the ninth guy on the Blazers. Right. And so like I'm I'm sure they what all have doing? hops. That's not a that's not in question. But is this really what who we can draw? Now now the um the Zion three said point no. contest. Oh, I mean, anybody's anybody yeah. says no, but the three-point contest is a lot better. Um, Dame Lillard did you know. did change, and he, he's like, I'm not going to do it this year. But I think everybody else is. I don't like know Steph's why. Steph, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, and Devin Booker. So, I mean, I think having Donovan Steph Mitchell's in it. In the three point? I See, don't think that's I, who I, should I, be in there, right? I, like, it should be the top five three-point percentage players that have had over like yeah. you know you shot over 300 or however many right yeah and i guess because they can opt in or opt out like dame said he's opting out because he wants rest yeah and he i mean he plays minutes so i i, I don't he does blame him for that and i, can't, I, I like, just think it's a oh mike conley is replacing devin booker actually so um that, there's they're, two they're, jazz they're and hurt. two celtics kind of boring that's kind of whack anyway uh, but then the all-star game looks like it's going to be star studded. I do. Now, how do you feel about the, uh, the way that they've been doing the past few years with uh, two team captains and picking teams? I, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind it. Now, how do they, cause a couple years ago it was Giannis and LeBron were the captains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do they pick who the captains are this, like this year? It's the top two. Uh, it's the top vote getter in the East. Top vote getter in the West. 
Okay. So LeBron, your boy LeBron in the West, KD in the East. Even though KD has KD. missed some games. Like, and he doesn't even play hardly kind of... this year. Like, no. And that's what that's, that's – I mean, I get it because it's like, you know, fan involvement. But I'll tell you, I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched an all, the All-Star game in like okay, too so... long because it's, just, it's not fun to watch. To watch. To me, I uh, I have watched most of the All Star games, and I think what they did, they also changed the the end of game scoring last year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's called some person's name, um, but what it is. So, hey, are you are you do you have any? I have no idea. No idea. So this is what they do um, at the end of the game. So real quick, the 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 teams, the starting lineups: Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Tatum. Okay. Strong. But wait for the West. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, Giannis, Steph, Luca, Nicole Jokic. Uh, that's a, uh, that's sorry. Good. I mean, I, I say right. No. No, I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, yeah, like. It, uh, I think okay, the so, East is, the, is what it is. Great, but. Elam ending. Elam ending is what it's called. So, you know, normally uh, an all-star game or any type of game, if one team was winning by 20 or something, the, the last quarter would just like be, you know, be almost pointless and people would tune out. But I think mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're changing the ending uh, last year and this year to where uh, a certain amount of points need to get scored. And whoever scores that amount of points th- it is the winner. So it's like the whole game gets played and then the, the ending of the game, it's not like a certain time limit to where that game is over. Okay. It's a certain score to be attained. So oh. it's like the game isn't really over. And I think last year it got really, really interesting where you had both teams like playing really hard. And I think like, they get a monetary. It turns into like a competitive game. Yeah. And I think they get a, um, a monetary amount based on if they win or not. Um, oh really? Okay, so cool. yeah, th- that's pretty good because oh, I, go. I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. I, so the two all-star teams will compete to win each quarter for respective beneficiaries. So like they have uh, a tray. Uh, yeah, yeah. Organ organizations they're playing for donations right. to those. The fourth quarter will be untimed, and the teams will play to a final target score meaning that the game will end with a made basket or a made free throw instead of the clock running out. Mm. Yeah, how about that? Okay, so that actually makes it much more interesting because that's why I never really liked the All-Star game is because, I, I mean, I get it. It's the All-Star game. You don't want to go out there and, you know, you're not playing hard. Yeah, you don't want to get injured. You're, you don't want to, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're jogging. It's the All-Star game. You're having fun. And so for me, you know, watching all these guys play a basically a pickup game isn't super exciting necessarily. Like we watch them because they get after it and the games mean something. And so that's, I mean, mm-hmm. in my mind, right. That's why, that's why, it, you know, you watch it and you cheer along because they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we, you know, we'd be at the gym at watching, you know, oh, wow, this is a, a good pickup game, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that makes I'm it down. kind of. I think uh, that might be actually kind of cool. Yeah, I think I'll watch it. So anybody, if yeah. I get this out in time uh, this Sunday, March seventh, six thirty p.m. Eastern, tune in. It's happening. 
and TNT. I do like TNT. I do like the um like the skills challenge. Uh-huh. Um and you know, three point challenge is, is always is always fun and you know to, to watch. I like and the three stuff. point challenge, yeah. But the dunk contest for me is just it's just I mean, especially that 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 year with uh with um well Nate Robinson, he missed a bunch of them times and then Birdman went up there and like tried it like twelve oh. times, it's missed every time but they kept and it's brutal. It's just and it's you know, it sucks for him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're out here doing these things that look, I'm, I'm really bored now. How how you know what it's like watching a you know a baseball player do, at the home run derby do a bunch of foul tips. No thanks. No, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. No time. But okay, so do you do you have a specific um uh all star NBA all star moment memory or? Not even oh. NBA. I was thinking like any any uh, sports All Star game, like the Pro Bowl. Well, or... You know me. The NBA is is my is my jam. So yeah. I was thinking uh, back a few years ago um, when LeBron, when um, Giannis and Steph were on the same team, and okay. uh, there was a fast break, and Steph Curry didn't do a traditional alley oop. He uh, threw the ball on the ground like a uh-huh. hard bounce pass, the ball bounces up above, uh, bounces higher than the shot clock for Giannis to throw down an alley. Here's Curry with a high bounce pass. Oh! So he uh, went up and got it like way up there. He went up, went up way up there and got it. Steph does a bounce off the ground way up high like over LeBron or over KD who was like going to try to break it up and then Giannis flies out of nowhere and like put, it, was, it was incredible I've never seen anything yeah but that's my guy Steph so uh, Steph, that, that would be so, I have to say and I think you know this I mean I have to say Steph uh, you know since since Kobe's demise and since he retired from the game Steph is probably easily my favorite player yeah and there's a lot to like there's yeah there's a lot to like how and somebody please tell me what do you dislike and i'll tell you what your problems are (laughs) (laughs) right what could you say like if you don't like steph curry there's a lot there's something there's things wrong you got some underlying issues going on you got to you know um yeah I, can I? I'll give another another. Um, this is a different sport, but another okay. uh, like this is a Pro Bowl moment, and you've probably heard of this, and a lot of people probably have heard of it. But um, in the Pro Bowl years ago, Sean Taylor, who was a beast safety, right? If you think of uh, Cam Chancellor these days, or he's he's Cam Chancellor's not in the league anymore, but you think of like a uh, uh, Jamal Adams. I'm an, I'm an NFL guy too, LA, so you probably don't, you, I don't know if you know these guys or not, but um, not just your so safety, that is, <laughs> he's a safety, you know, he's uh, pass coverage, run stoppage, all that. And so in the Pro Bowl and the NFL, they were, you know, it's a full-on game and the kicker, for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, but the kicker was running with the ball. He oh, was no. free game. 
and it's the Pro Bowl, and Sean Taylor lit him up. <laughs> he lit the kicker up, and it was like, oh, it was funny. God. It was just, it was just funny the way it happened because the kicker was like, he was really running. He was really, you know, trying to juke and all was fun and games until boom. Now I'll tell you this about Sean Taylor. I don't know if he's a Pro Bowler or a Hall of Famer or not. Short-lived because home invasion, shot in the thigh, what died. What? I, he, I mean, he Is must have played four, four seasons. The kicker sent some people. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, he – um. That's awful. He was, he was murdered because of, of a home invasion, and they shot him in the thigh – I guess it hit a big artery. Jeez. Died. Thanks for out. bringing this up. Sorry. <laughs> but and this is you, your favorite you, moment? No. Okay. If, it, I mean, look. <laughs> if you Google it, it's just so funny to see the... Um, oh, I'm going to look it up. The, the, I mean, it's just a solid tackle, a good hit on the kicker, which never happens in the NFL these days. Because the kicker, obviously, they'll run out of bounds or go down. And this or kicker didn't. They won't run with the ball. <laughs> yeah. Brian Mormon is going to fake it on the run, and he's going to come up short. Oh! Oh, Sean Taylor! And just ran right to ran two and through. Whether it was his decision or not, guess what? It was a bad choice. about offers that, that, that was my last that was it very interesting about kg and the t wolves um, so did you hear did you did you see what he said did you did you um like read the article i what kevin garnett said right so yeah apparently, I, I had i i looked it up and I, I i read about it and man i was a bit taken back it seemed like okay so it seems like there was an agreement before retirement I'm gonna come back to the T Wolves, play my play out my career, mm-hmm. and which he did because I'm gonna come back to the T right, and he did, and because he was coming back, he was like, "Hey, next step, next next phase is ownership." Because mm-hmm. let's be let's be truthful. Without Kevin Garnett, there's nobody. There's nobody. It's a it's a trash organization outside of him. Right? Are have they are they the team that moves to Oklahoma City or? 
anywhere, right? Should have been. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if Wally Zerbiak could have carried him like uh No, he didn't. He KG didn't. did. He didn't. He got like shipped <laughs> okay. to the, the Cavs or something. Or yeah. you know, out of the I league mean, is what happened. <laughs> you know, he's actually I think he's like does commentary now for I think the Pacers. Really? But yeah, that's not important. That's not important. Um but yeah, anyway. so Kevin Garnett came back, did him a favor, came back, loved the city, loved the team. Had an agreement. You know, but not written. It was apparently a, an understanding. Like I could see, right? They went to dinner, had a nice steak, and talked about. All right, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna, you know, I'll, I'll come back. The city will rally around the T Wolves again for for that for the mm-hmm. season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna become part owner and be, you know, involved with the franchise. I'm I'm yeah. gonna be here, right? And. Everyone was in agreement. Flip Saunders, and apparently this owner, Glenn awesome, Taylor, great. let's call him by his dumb name. Yeah, Glenn. I I didn't even register it, Elliot. I I, I, yeah. I you know, but um, and so he's supposed to retire, have his jersey in the rafters because they should retire his jersey, mm-hmm. and. Flip Saunders dies, and he and the guy goes, "No, never mind." Yeah, 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 and the, the so and then uh, blocks Kevin his like Garnett. bid to buy, and like locks them out of the bid to buy. Yeah, and then he's he even the Glenn Taylor guy went on um, on the record and said like, you know, we got like ten bids for the team, and and KG Kevin Garnett was actually not involved in any of them. If he would have come and talked to me, this and this, but he never even came like telling him like you. And then so Kevin Garnett on his Instagram, I looked it up and he goes, mm. so just got the news that this process in trying to acquire the T-Wolves is over for me and my group. Thanks, Glenn, for being mm. yourself and what I know you to be. Good luck uh, with the, what we built. Guess uh, guess it's time to focus on other places like Seattle or Vegas. Yeah. Crazy that some of these special players that helped build the, these fucks and franchises like a home but can never own them, only rent them. Yeah. DTFOH-ish is a joke. Yeah. Fucks, um, doe, you're lost. Keep mine moving, and we're still out there looking, still going. It's all possible. Chuck up the deuces on that ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it totally makes the thing like, listen, you know, these players, that we want to – the reason, money. right? I get it. Okay. Um, you know, in 19 19- – uh, 22 when you started the team there was no hope and the reason why you have multi-million dollar TV and that's why that's, that's this is why I hope I truly 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 hope a lot of these high school players and you got to now show you're the reason why John Calipari has a nine million dollar contract oh, it's not yeah. because he's a great coach because Anthony Davis went there. Yep. It's because Malik Monk went there. It's because he coached, you know, hey, uh, he was able to convince Derrick Rose to, to play at Memphis, you know? Yeah. It's not because he's awesome. It's yeah. because people are trading in tattoos for a signature because of the player. Hello? Michael Jordan? Hello? <laughs> Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. He's bigger. He's we could argue that Michael Jordan is bigger than basketball, bigger than NBA itself. Yeah, easy. 
why what put it on the level yeah. why is he here and, he, and, and and he's and michael jordan's the only one that's been able to break through um for whatever reason but like mm-hmm. you know you know there's so many people out there with money so you know and i think Kevin i think i think it's only be because it's michael jordan face i think it's because it's michael jordan because he is you know his airness and the whole thing so he gets it but someone who's I mean, we wouldn't know the Timberwolves at all if KG hadn't been there. High school, kind of high school playoffs with nobody else. You know, come on now. Like, the reason – and so it's – yeah, it's very – I hope he gets a Seattle franchise or a Vegas franchise. Yeah, totally. Totally. That or – yeah, and I hope he's the face of it because I mean, people would be lucky. He's a charismatic dude. He he's brilliant in the game. I mean, uh, TNT had him do his Kevin Garnett, um, whatever that had that little segment of the show was. I was always a huge um, Kevin. I Garnett like KG, fan. except and with him and Marbury. Those the, I had a poster in my room oh, that said the, the kids. Oh man, uh, Stephon Marbury and K- Jesus. I went to but- a game in Oakland. Um, to see the Warriors when I was probably 10, 11, or 12, and the Timberwolves were in town. And I saw a fast break um, with Stefan Marbury throwing it off the glass to uh, trailing Kevin Garnett. Yeah. yeah. Huge, huge moment for me. They, yeah, it's, it's, they should almost be like, we invited Kevin Garnett to be a part of the ownership group. Yeah. He didn't have to pay, uh, you know, 128 million dollars in fact we gave him a discount because we wanted him to be a part of it because he is the reason why we're even still yeah. fucking here and they should damn near almost make it mandatory that that like uh ex-players are like direct have direct jobs and especially if they want I mean, to it, right especially if yeah. they want to like if they're in and that that could lead us right into the segment to the segue of the inside the nba uh, documentary that they're doing right now so I didn't. I haven't watched it at all. You've watched. It's like coming out in parts. Honestly, I, I I think it's four parts. But I stumbled upon it. I honestly like. I've seen the. Um, I didn't watch it tonight, but I've seen the uh, uh, like previews and stuff for it, the commercials and for it. Yeah. And so last night. And so for those of those people who don't know, Inside the NBA is on TNT, and it's uh, Ernie Johnson who's like the moderator. Ernie um, Johnson. And then it's who's like the on the, like court. the um the trained uh, sports are. Um, yeah. A host, host in a way you you're right yeah and so on and then uh there's four total so ernie johnson on the outsides are shaq diesel and uh and then on the other end the round mound of rebound the round mound of rebound <laughs> <laughs> round mound of rebound is what it, and then uh Man. and then uh kenny, kenny smith. smith kenny the jet yeah. smith who yeah i think won a three-point contest and a dunk contest I think he did win both, and he's uh, won two championships with the Rockets. Yeah. Those two years that Michael Jordan retired, and or he, with playing baseball. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, and so he's a he. I I think he's my favorite as far as just like, I feel like he probably has the best pulse on like what is actually like. I would I would have him run an organization or a team more oh, so than Chuck or Shaquille <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. Definitely before before Shaq yeah. <laughs> and before John Barkley for sure, but this I I, I thought I, it happened to come on after the game. I, I don't know what 
yeah. Well, well that's how they got you. So I started watching it, Elliot, and it's it, it started in 1989. Inside the NBA started in 89. In 1989, we were, we were six and seven. I was six. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, that's crazy. And, and they, so they talk about <laughs> how, um, a bunch of random guys at first, and then I was I didn't know I, Ernie Johnson, Ernie Johnson's dad, was a sportscaster, or like a, like he was like the Braves um like announcer guy. And I think he actually played for the Braves. Ernie Johnson went to, you know, University of Georgia and immediately went into broadcasting. He worked for different sports, you know, different channels or whatever. Um, and then they like asked him to do it. And um, it's very interesting. The whole thing is really, wow. it's really interesting how it all started, really, like really came about. Um and then they talk about how, you know, Kenny Smith became on because he, Kenny Smith was a, um, during his, during his career, the, the, toward the tail end of his career, they, they had him on for, you know, just every little segment here, like how they have, uh, you know, Draymond's on it from time to time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was, that was Kenny Smith back in the day. And they were like, man, you, you really have a knack for this. And it's, I mean, this is really good because they showed how they brought on Charles Barkley and and uh, you know and later on Shaq, but they just they, they it, it's really in depth and really a lot of it of behind the scenes. I found myself, Elliot. I found myself watching it, smiling and laughing out loud at the oh, documentary. Good. I don't typically do that, right? I'm watching whatever on on television and I don't react. Typically, yeah, you're either crying or yelling at the TV. That's that's yeah. your two normal emotions. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on. I that's got honest truth because the girls sometimes go, "Dad, are you who?" who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it's simply when the 49ers are playing or uh, the Lakers are playing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they wonder yeah, if I'm yeah. yelling at them or not, and I have to go look. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Just keep crying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I named but, you. Uh, Kuzma. I know I nicknamed you <laughs> Kuzma, Sophia, but yeah, no, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> well, okay, like, Jimmy so G, so... throw the goddamn ball, Jimmy G. Huh? <laughs> oh man! But, so, so you reckon you 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 would give the stamp of approval to watch Inside the NBA? I would. I would definitely say if you're a fan of, uh, you know, basketball. Yeah. Period. Yeah. This is a documentary that you should watch for sure. Okay. I didn't. I, did, okay. I didn't watch tonight, but I'm sure I'll be able to get it and watch it somewhere. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, it, it there. It is a funny show, um, a, a, a little cheesy at times, but I think that's what what they're, you know, they're fine with that. But um, yeah, that's cool. Good recommendation. Yeah. I'll check it out. That's terrible. Now, the coming to America too. I had. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had the chance because I need to, you know, sit down and watch yeah. it. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm excited because I'm probably, what's tomorrow? I'll probably watch it on Sunday night when I don't have the girls just to yeah. sit there and watch it yeah. to see what it's It's what on it uh, Amazon, right? So It's, it's on like, Amazon. It's, yeah, yeah. And if you're a Prime member, it's uh, on the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. 
Yeah, it is. If you haven't spent enough money with Amazon in the last, you know, over oh the years. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, something's on its way to our house right now. Right? <laughs> it's just always, like, something's always on the way to the house. Elliot, I've got a pineapple slicer cutter thing on the way right now. Delivering on tomorrow. I actually, I actually have a great way to cut pineapples. How do you do it? Because I'll tell you this. I've got a couple of pineapples in the fridge right now. The one that I did cut, I almost... I almost cut myself. And so I said, God damn it. I gotta, so I, I've had a pineapple slicer before, like the, the, like the tool that you twist through the fruit and it broke because it was a plastic one and like the spring, everything mm. just broke. So I was like, yeah, I'll forget that. I'm like, I don't need this. And then I'm realizing I better, I don't want to cut off a phalange. No, you don't. It's, my life's <laughs> too short to, to have a pineapple best you like that. So I, you know, I won't even tell you the way that I do it because you don't need it. You no, tell me. It. I want to know. I'm, I'm curious because I've, I've I've read the instructions that they attach to the pineapple. There's instructions how to cut a pineapple on the pineapple. If you get the dull pineapple, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> so what? Okay. So I do this. I I lay it on its side. Okay. Okay. And lay it on its oh. side. Cut off the bottom. Okay. Flat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Mm-hmm put it back up or no actually i guess you would cut off the bottom and then also cut off the top so okay, that's okay. it's round on the ed- outside still and then just flat on the top bottom yeah stick it back up on the side and then just you kind of like cut off the outsides all and around about, all around all around what about the core um and then you and then you just cut you know, um, keep cutting around and around and around until you just have chunks in the core is the only thing that's still there. You, you don't, you, you toss that aside. So you don't, um, um, you keep it sitting on its bottom yeah. for the entire, yeah. And you just keep, okay. You might uh-huh. bounce something on you. <laughs> you know what, but the, the pineapple core is coming. So how's the, hey. how's the core work? What, what is it? Oh, okay. So it's a, um, it's a, it's a tool that it it's like a spiral thing. So you you cut the the top off of the pineapple. Okay. And it's got it. The core's got a it, the core's got a little um, you know situation here. Like it's like a little circle. Okay. And the blade is a circular blade. So you twist okay. it down to the pineapple throughout the pineapple, and then you just you can pull it right up. Right, it pulls right out. So you got perfect the core like pulls out like a vertebrae, like out of a like a vertebrae. So like you know when you get if you get canned pineapples and you have like the canned rings, there's the circle, yeah, exactly like that. And like the core thing, it it, it separates it and pulls it out. You're left with the rings, and then it's got a little a little apparatus that has blades on it that you just push it down. Now you've got perfect oh. little pineapple chunks, and it's uh one minute of work oh then yeah there you go that's it and you've got the full you know it works out pretty nice and i like i said i had the plastic one before it made a lot of the difference okay okay and, maybe i'll try that out and hey it was 15 bucks on amazon mike nice nice now at the same time thanks my brother Bezos. Said me, hey 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 love this that shit that made me ball out on my old bitch, ooh Yeah, I'm chosen, I ain't felt this six is COVID, ooh Can't control it, I got lit and now I'm zoning, ayy This my moment, I don't trust no hoe, I'm boning, ooh Maury 
Rick Povich. I made a change, I had to be different, I hate when I'm stuck on the edge. I ain't got time to argue with niggas, I'd rather get money instead. Word of my folks, we used to be close, and so now I'm just stuck in my head. I wanted a rose, but I like the ghost, if I'm making love to the dead. Love to the dead. I gotta step to the podium, I run this shit like Napoleon. My niggas smoking petroleum. Back when the nigga had no DMs, I had to clean with the other custodians. Nobody fuck with me, nobody noticed them. Now I'm that nigga, they salty and sodium. Pitch him the bomb, I lift the plutonium, feet on the ground. I'm breaking linoleum, this is revenge. And all of you owe me when shorty my bitch, but she ain't the only one. Yeah, I'm a god, I know I'm the only one. I do not smoke, but you gotta roll me when you gotta, you gotta roll me when she got a twin. And I need the both of them. Streets can't hold me. We ain't our friends, so please don't bro me. Bitch, come blow me. Pull up my mamba, RP Kobe, that's my OG. Still no Grammy, but I got trophies, then I went OT. Text me low-key, water emoji, feeling myself like, look what I built, like, look at my wealth, I did what I felt, I bet on myself, reinvented myself, all the plaques I got won't fit on my shelf, I'm sick of myself, jumped out of my skin, hopped in on my shell, I'm feeling quite well, you ain't been in my prison, won't fit on my cell, won't fit on my pants, don't look at my belt, I mean what I say and I say what I meant, my nigga, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6, my nigga, I built my own empire to get to my kids, my nigga, try to do everything with them that I never did, my nigga, I went through the storm, but I made a way, so I be alright, if you never cry, me, you did me wrong, I got you for life. I stand on that. I build a team of sharks, and all of them niggas are bite. Stand on that. If you got an enemy, I got an enemy. Get him on sight. Play with my feelings and you gon' catch feelings. Your people gon' feel it. I ran with the villains, was willing and dealing. I'm worth a few million. I'm chasing the Yeah, Jeffrey, my brother sent me a video about how Amazon and Walmart are like ruining the world. And and you're sitting here eating perfectly sliced pineapple. <laughs> I'm probably going to rock at a hard place. I know, dude. It's so convenient. Like, for especially during the parents. pandemic, right? I saw a thing on the pandemic. I saw a thing like, you know, $15, 15 Sean King posted $15 minimum wage yeah. is too much. In the meantime, I saw that. Amazon we, is making we... like $1.8 billion an hour. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up because it, it was just brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. You know, so $15 wrote, an hour is too too much um but these billionaires make uh per hour during the pandemic okay elon musk 19.5 million dollars an hour bezos 9.4 million an hour zuckerberg 5.1 million an hour walton's 5 million an hour page and brin i don't even know who that is 4.9 million an hour balmer 3.4 million an hour ellison 3.3 bill gates 3.2 buffett 3 million night 2.9 million an hour now and my first i was i was going to make a comment but then I, I held back and i said to myself no black people wanted to make that much an hour even if it's like you know yeah it, it doesn't make sense that they should be making that much money per hour while you know, someone's really working, working hard. Yeah, yeah. And making, you know, basically less than fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, let's be real. You know. Yeah. And, and then even today, there was a big, um, you know, these these Democrats were supposed to come in and save us, right, from all these bad Republicans. And then there was the fifteen dollar an hour vote today that Bernie Sanders, my man Bernie Sanders, put out there. And then what is it? Eight or nine Democrats voted against. $15 an hour. And then they, what is it? Sean King also said that these people make $170,000 a year being our senators. What did Malcolm X say? 
the fox and the wolf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not going to... Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous to me that we that like nobody would live on fifteen dollars an hour. How can you? Like, how can you? In the, in in today's in today's world, fifteen dollars an hour. You're like, okay, if I go to McDonald's with my with my spouse and my one child, if I go to McDonald's with my spouse and my one child, and everyone gets full off of their meal, you mean to me I have to work for two hours to 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 do that? Yeah, and that's like, like, oh, that's the cheapest like, dinner that you could possibly get. Is that even food, right? We don't know if, if the beef is from fucking, <laughs> right? Fill in the blank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, and you're telling me, so if that level is, imagine actually eating organic. Oh, no. Or quality. No. The real stuff. You got to work, no. you, you know? It, uh, well, then you have the you then you have the rise of the dollar store, and so we're paying these people uh, after taxes, you know, a little over five dollars an hour, maybe, and then they work for you know a lot of those type of workers don't even get full time because then they would get uh, certain benefits. benefits. So maybe they're capped at like twenty eight, twenty nine hours a week, and then Elliot. so they're pulling what what's twenty eight. Um, here, let's, I'm going to pull up a calculator right now. because I'm going to tell you something up. that uh, I'm not super happy about. And I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about it this time, but I realized, like, I definitely see it now. When I worked as a front office manager at the hotel, at the Westin Hotel, Starwood Hotel, uh-huh. um, the threshold was 31 hours, right? If someone worked 31 hours in a week, they were full-time and were eligible for benefits. If they worked 31 or less hours, they were part-time and did not require benefits. Yeah, yeah. And I had my management, upper management, I'm the front office manager, creating the schedule uh-huh. for front office agents and concierge staff. And my management is telling me uh, no one needs to work over 31 hours. Everybody's part-time. Mm. Now, for me, I'm thinking, okay, like, this is what I'm being instructed to do. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I've got, you know, 12 people that came here to work for a job, to earn money, to take care of the family, and also to get benefits so that they can take care of their family and because we've tied benefits to to jobs so much yeah you know, we, when it shouldn't be that way i'm an independent then, so contractor right cool. now right i'm an independent contractor and you know divorced it's not final yet but it's on the way i've had to get health insurance for myself like cobra or something like that or i've got the kaiser permanente Kaiser, Kaiser Permanente. Um, but it's like $377 a month. For you. For just just me. Yeah. Now, luckily, she works in the hotel industry, or not the hotel, the hosp- uh, uh, healthcare industry. So, like, the girls are, you know, taken care of mm-hmm. at a much cheaper, like, much cheaper rate. Yeah. Than just me, who I don't have like a pre-existing 
no illness or issue. And then that's just for being eligible. That's not even the copays and things like that. If you actually did go, right. so I, I I ran that math and I'll run it again because now I forgot. But mm. it's um it was uh let me do it again. So let's say you know seven twenty five is the national. These aren't federal numbers right. for any of our listeners. Uh, federal, yeah, the nationals minimum wage is seven twenty five. Let's say after taxes you pull on around five bucks. And then you uh, say you work 30 hours because they don't want you to be full time a week. You're pulling down $150. So let's say you are lucky enough to work for uh, four straight weeks. You get, you get a paycheck of $600. And where can, where can, where can that go? I mean, let's be real. Even, go even if you bought all your clothes way. at Walmart, you know? And that's it's like, if you can get a job. A, yeah, and B, uh, what are you eating? Yeah. How healthy are you? And you can't tell me that that the the list of names that we just ran ran over uh, don't have influence with our lawmakers and policymakers. That there that there's not some sort of influence going on there where uh, because those people who are supposed to represent us, no way do they truly feel that. Uh, people shouldn't deserve this wage per hour. And, and, the, and the thing is, and the thing is that they don't even know because the majority of them, uh, the majority of them grew up not having to worry about any of that stuff, not really knowing. Yeah. And so, in a way, it's like, how can they? Fifteen dollars minimum wage. It sounds like I got to pay them more. And there's less bottom line in my pocket. Yeah. And, you know, and also, you know, a bunch of them probably are business owners themselves um, or, you know, they have stock, hey. uh, stock properties and in, in bunch. Of, it's, it's crazy. Like I know Mitch McConnell's wife. Um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was uh, some sort of transportation secretary uh, for the mm. DJT administration. Mm. And um, she had a bunch of ties her family had a bunch of ties with some shipping companies in china and she would almost she like did deals with them while she was the transportation secretary of the united states and so i mean we're supposed to believe that she's gonna be above board with these choices right um, she got our interests at, at like when are these people when is everyone gonna start to realize like these are human beings
like the candle shine like the burning candle in the room. I mean, let's be real. The hardworking people are the ones that are running your business, your businesses. Let's let's. When I worked for the hotel, Elliot, like it was very obvious to me. It's just crazy because it's you could tell, hey, you obviously need me to be a good employee to make sure that this this is a profitable. People want to come here, so you need people that are working here to make it so make it so that right. Like, can you imagine if the staff? the housekeeping staff was awful and you know there's pubic hairs on the toilet and in the shower when people checked in at the four diamond hotel and mm-hmm. the office staff was just was was rude and unhelpful and the list could go on right yeah, you could see yeah. the trip advisor reviews you could see all the reviews everywhere and you know you're just gonna yeah you're gonna fire people and have a, a revolving door of, of employees coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you're going to need to realize, damn, I need to take care of these people to give them any kind of incentive to work here instead of, you know, ha- make them fight to get a reasonable wage for the work that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And even, and even you, you look at the Amazon workers um, there, there's like a certain group like fighting to actually become unionized and like band together to try to fight for and like how hard people are fighting that and trying to prevent that from happening. While $9 billion an hour? You're telling me if you're if, if you're making I'm sorry, if you're making that much money you're telling me that you can't take 10 million, give everybody a, like a quarterly bonus of like, you know, oh, dude. 50 grand? Boom. Really? Are you, what are you telling me? And, and, and then, and then uh, Elon Musk and Bezos, um, Bezos, whatever, they're hmm. putting all this money into space travel. Space travel. Elliot, do you have any desire to get on a fucking no. rocket ship? And be on it for like three days to see what Mars looks like, and then not be able to, like, what? What? Oh, there was a great video. There was a great video. What are we was, talking uh, about? I guess I guess Elon Musk is uh, is SpaceX or whatever is trying to uh, create a space shuttle that like goes up and then like uh, comes back down and like lands again instead of like it breaking in all these parts and like kind of shattering in our atmosphere, like total waste of these billions of dollars. So they, they did this test flight. Uh, they did a test flight. It went up six miles up in the air, boom, six miles up in the air, which is really high. Yeah. Uh, and then like floated back down, came back down, came back down and landed. And probably 30 to 40 seconds after it landed again, like, oh, it fucking landed. We're safe, blah, blah, blah. It explodes. It blows up. It's flat out explodes and blows up. So, I mean, this is literally people blowing up billions of dollars. I mean, it, just 
stone cold billions of dollars. And then there was another thing. We're going to have a space hotel. We're going to have a space hotel in okay. like 15 years. And somebody okay. put a caption like, we just want to we just want to eat food like we just want to like have a place to pay rent like why is it that we can yeah, have these trash going on yeah elliot visionaries i get i mean oh you're you but can we be at all practical about what for the we've proven right you can't live out there what are we doing I and, know, like, and like these people have the opportunity to uh, make real positive change with this they money that they're they're constantly making, like like I do you remember the movie Brewster's Millions? No. Richard Pryor. It was a it was a late eighties movie eighties movie called Brewster's Millions. Okay. Mm. Richard Pryor was like an everyday dude, mm. um, and then somehow and I'm gonna butcher this, but it's, you, I think you dig the movie, uh, and it's like somehow he got into some person's will, like rich white man's will mm-hmm. um and then got left a certain amount of money i think it might have even been one million dollars okay wow. he he had he had i think it might have been a day or three days and he had to spend um a million dollars and if he could spend a million dollars in three days or whatever he got like this a hundred million dollar like inheritance but if he couldn't he he like just went back to being like this broke man. Wow. And so it was like this whole movie about he was giving away this money trying to, you know, do all these things, but then also wanted to start giving it away to people. And he, he realized how awful it is to have money and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, and it's just like, like how hard it is to literally give away this money. Like right. they, these people could stand on a street corner with, uh, they make larger bills in a hundred. They don't, do they? It's a hundred. No, big. no, they don't. Yeah, you're right. They don't. So, so you there, could sit, you could sit there and you could have, you could have, uh, semi trucks full of hundred dollar bills, and you could literally just drive around town throwing them out in the streets, and they'd still be making money per hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They could be they could be doing all of this, and they're you know I don't want to. There's almost no other other way to say it. They are not. They're not. They're not. They don't. They, they have foundations, no doubt. They have uh, charitable donations that they're doing. I know they're doing that, but they're not doing any real positive um, progress thing with that. It's not real progress. It's like, it's like, you know, when we look up, when we look at the, uh, you know, what happened in Texas recently with the uh, the, the freeze, right? Um. Athletes and these types are the ones that are putting, that are doing drives and oh we you know we bought food for for all the homeless we we we, we I personally donated a million dollars right. Mm-hmm. How come something like Amazon, something like you know uh, Tesla or you know Elon Musk, you hey it's written out there you you. You make you have a billion. You're a billionaire, ultimate billionaire. Yeah. You're yeah. telling me that you can't spare twenty million as a billionaire. Twenty million dollars is yeah. It's like me spending, you know, two hundred bucks. Going to McDonald's. Even less, right? Even less than that, right? <laughs> and you're telling me that it t- that, you know, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I they, could donate they, a million, a million five because that's that, that's a tax limit I can get or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To write off, and it's it's. Yeah, you're right. They could have they could have had um, every single Amazon truck in Texas uh, fill it with X amount of supplies and drive around and, and anybody who needs and just uh, deliver this it. and blanket and just deliver. I mean, just how, how, and it's what so kind of marketing? Sad that he, think, yeah, think about the marketing that you could have on that. You have the Amazon trucks. Okay, yeah. Oh my God, this is happening. Here's the portable heater, or here's here's the the heater, and oh, all you people that got a sixteen thousand uh, dollar electrical bill or you know gas bill, boom, paid. Yeah. Amazon did it, and you know, and then you, you could also make the government look so inept, so bad, so awful. tripping, bumbling, stumbling all over themselves, um, and then you'd be considered like a, a, a superhero, a modern day superhero. unfathomable how much um money some people are making while other people are just i mean we have people literally saying that 15 dollars an hour for working a job is not well there we go closing the racial wealth gap eugene mitchell now the sad part that eugene mitchell is a black man talking about closing the racial wealth gap yeah for me it's great that he's talking about it because we all know it. Yeah. But who is really in the position to help close the gap? Yeah. Got a lot and of white question, white bosses and business owners out there still just, yeah. you know. And that's straight up what it is. Like there's hey we can talk about it and do it and try and try and try to we're blue in the face, Elliot. Mm-hmm. But the way the country's been set up, there's no way to do it unless but Eugene Mitchell, unless he looks like John Kennedy or uh, you know, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way that it's gonna get any better. No. There's no way. Mm. Have you, so you read the, you cracked it open just yet? No, yeah, it's on the, it's on the docket. It's the next one. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. got father daughter talk going. Oh, like, uh, oh, how to talk with your daughters about certain stuff? Just about like, um, okay, so like the, my mom recommended to me, and it's a, uh, the guy's, he's a religious, guy so there's a lot of there's there's not a lot but there's some there's a lot of uh religion you know um references to the bibles and like you know corinthians blah 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 but there's some there's some pretty good stuff that i would i would definitely impart on my daughters 
about just growing up, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm just, you know, I'm already concerned about when they're, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old and, you know, yeah, they're pretty little ladies. I'll tell you right now, they're, they're, they're good little, they're, they're good looking little ladies and, um, that's gotta be wild to just the mindset right there is is for me is like i don't know what (laughs) how i'm going to react and feel and think about oh man i I can't even think about right now with sophia like the first boy that she's in i i just don't know elliot and Mm. i want to be able to make sure that she understands and that's part of the reason why like i try to be so involved in like in their business and their life let them that I'm, that I'm that I'm here is that um I just hope no they're a little girl yeah. man uh, I know and, I can't even imagine how that would be terrifying and right and I don't want to be you know I don't want to be uh Martin Lawrence and Will Smith at the door trying to scare some dude all the time <laughs> but at the same time I I think that I think it's on me to kind of instill in them they would have some jackass coming by. Yeah, yeah. And wouldn't wouldn't be involved with some jackass because they but know they better. will. They will. You know, they will, but they they won't stick. Um, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like they have to yeah. and I'm not I'm not like telling you anything. I'm just thinking to myself too like yeah. kids are going to make mistakes. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, and you can't, you can't like prepare them for all that. You know, you, you've just got them set in such a, a positive direction that you just, that, that's, a, that's my hope that. is that, is that like, Hey, <laughs> you know, better you can, you can read between the lines. And so th- this book really is about like, you know, how to, how to, how to show, how to show that and how to have that conversation about like hey your worth is much higher mm-hmm. you know you have to you have to believe that and you have to know that that um you know your 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 level is already up yeah and so travis's ma- level way down low. way down so you'll have to make sure that fucking travis he has got his shit together to where he can actually have a conversation with you and you you need to know that you are the you're the you're the treasure here and you know don't let him don't don't let some jackass you know mar that in any way shape or form and you might get lost in his eyes but you know try to stay focused try to stay focused (laughs) when he goes when he goes like this and jennings they start talking about fucking the the righteous left (laughs) You know, tell him, oh, wow, that's awesome, Travis. But when he has to take you camping, you say, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good inside. You know? Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. But no, I've seen nature before, you know. Yeah, my dad took me. My strong dad took me. Exactly. God. So. Travis. Yeah. So, so that, that's what I'm Southern California. Especially down here in Southern California. With these longboard riders, beach mm. cruisers, Elliot. Mm. Uh, you know, movie stars.
living the dream. Uh, all right. So let's wrap it there. Um, I know we were going to talk about that video with the, the mother you know and the young child. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because it just, I, was, I saw the headline. I saw part of the video, part of the video, like not even the whole thing. I couldn't watch it. Altogether, just a, a disgusting display of, of, of just all that, just as bad as it gets. And then also today, um, not nearly as bad. But um, not nearly as bad, but still so bad. You know Amanda Gorman, the the young woman who who um, the, at the inauguration at the, uh, the hill we climbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Instagram today wrote that um, a security guard followed her a block or so to her apartment and um, asked for identification and proved that she lived in the building because she looked suspicious. So this is what people are 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 dealing with on the daily that white folks like me, it never even has to cross our mind. You know, I imagine um, walking in and out of a store with Goldie, my two-year-old. Like that's about how old that girl was in the video. And then him watching me um, try to comply with yeah, with, a, show. With, a, with a out-of-pocket with a out of cop, like try to comply. And then see that police officer like push Goldie, push him out of the way. Yeah. sweep my leg to knock me on the ground this is outside in the, in the ice and the snow and then um wrestle me to try to handcuff me plead with me that they have to handcuff me uh even though i complied uh and then this goes on for you know minutes and uh i, I can't i can't even you wouldn't even be able to like write that fiction because it's so out of the realm of possibilities I, for me i i i I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like parts of me says I need to figure out something to do to be able to like bring it to light and combat it and be uh, like, what are you doing? Explain, you know, uh, give us the reasons why, you know, and honestly, I, I, mean, I don't know where I wouldn't know where to start. Well, I was going to say, and then, you know, <clears throat> a week ago, there was uh, another one, a kid working at Walmart, a black a teenager working at Walmart uh, in Texas somewhere in the middle of, you know, the super storm. It was cold. He was walking home after shift was over. Uh, he has a, a, just a T-shirt on. Uh, somebody calls to do like a welfare check on this person. Uh, and by the way, a welfare check now is like code for. Uh, we're going to go ahead and like arrest this person because yeah. anyway, Some, uh, yeah. they ask him what he's doing. Um, they said that he was walking in the middle of the street, but he clearly said the sidewalk had too much snow and I couldn't walk in the middle of the street. They kept asking him, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing? And eventually arrested him, handcuffed him, arrested him and take him in. And it's just like for, for nothing. Like when, it's your job to maybe help. Like, hey, come on, we're gonna take you home. It's far too hey, cold. You we say have you heat on in here. Uh, you know, have a good night. Sorry, you know. Um, next time, you know, hopefully you can bring a sweatshirt. Uh, we're here to help. Have a good night. At the baseline, that's what they should be doing, right? right? But instead, they talk themselves into arresting him, handcuffing this young man. I it is it, it's, it's beyond everything. So I hope that. I mean, obviously, this stuff has been happening for decades, if not oh, hundreds man. of years. So oh, at the very least, I hope that these videos go out there 
to the people who need to see them to realize like this wouldn't have never even crossed my radar. This, I, right. I know if I was white walking home like that, they'd be helping me out. Right. So I, I just, that, that's, and that's like, exactly. And that's people need to be straight up honest with themselves and say to themselves, I've never even think about that happening to me. And if there's the people that go, well, maybe he was suspicious looking. <laughs> yeah, Die right now. I'm sorry. You can just, you can just, you know, <laughs> hey, sorry. Not even yeah. sorry. No, yeah, fuck yeah. that. Die now and just yeah. right where you stand. Yeah. That's how I feel about it, Ellie. I'm I'm so you know, I, I feel like I'm so to the point because I know that there's so many that there are people like you that can clearly clearly see what's the obvious thing out there. Yeah. And it's not a cho- it's a choice. Like Malcolm X talks about it's it's just like a it's a mindset thing mm-hmm. that people are are actively and it you know it's got to be obvious to people you're you're gonna be honest and we've talked about it so many times you're honestly believing that that was just that that was the right thing to do and and, and then um, people want to say well you know if they did do something wrong. Uh, they'll go through the justice system. They'll go through the proper channels and they'll be held accountable. Uh, it's been a year since Breonna Taylor uh, was killed in her sleep without any repercussions, right? Um, Nothing. Those officers they told George, George Floyd, your family can't come to the can't come to the trial. Yeah. One person and can come. The, and the Derek Chauvin trial, I think, starts in a couple of days. And so, well, you know, hopefully there'll be justice there. But they are also uh, building up um, fencing and razor wire around that courthouse just to... Right. You know, right. we all kind of have an idea of what the verdict will be. And then also Elijah right. McClain, uh, it came out that they had no um, just cause to stop him as he's walking home. Um, and they're not in trouble at all either. And, and so this is this is this is the anniversaries of these unarmed black people being killed. Wrongful. Uh, Straight and up there's wrong. zero there's zero, uh, you know, recon, repercussions their their families sometimes get paid but that's taxpayer money that's yeah. not even that's not even any type dude, of justice dude is still out on the beat they're still out there yeah and that's that's the problem right there it's like you start holding people accountable you start showing hey man you can't do this shit you can't mm-hmm. you can't do it real cards will start to be shown Mm-hmm. you keep doing it anyway then we really really know your person that puts a stop to it you go okay so tell us about why you were doing it in the first place mm-hmm. why did you have three you know reprimands against you or not even reprimands like why did you have three uh you know uh complaints against you 12 and over the last 15 complaints against you 15 yeah why do you have 15 and then over the last year since we've uh you know fired them, fired them, fired them. And like, they got no severance, no pension. They're out on the street having to restart because they cannot be in this in this type of position anymore. Uh, or they're sudden, doing time. Or they're doing time, exactly. Like For murdering people. <laughs> murdering people, a fucking assault, just the whole thing, like. You can't, you can't, 
we've gone around and around, Elliot. It, it's we have. It's, I know it's maddening. Sorry. And you know, I actually, I, I think about. I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think about your friend Curtis, in Santa Cruz. And he, I mean, I know, I know. He said, "Hey, the, he works with great, great people." I, you know, and Santa Cruz is one of those areas that is. Uh, I would say, yeah, it's definitely more. Uh, what I say better than a lot of other places i would say you know as far as like uh um relate race relations or yeah. under, uh, perspectives perspective race relations the whole thing but at the same time i mean i think you mentioned like in aptos and the hills in santa cruz i just i, I just can't imagine that it's all smooth all the time even with even within the building. I worked oh, in there's Sacramento. no way. There's no way. I worked in Sacramento for the CDCR, Elliot, and what an eye-opening experience that was. And not that anybody ever was like, you know, blatant about anything. I mean, you know, there's one guy who was like, yeah, I don't watch football anymore, you know? Yeah. And and then told me like, well, hey, look at you. You came in as a, you know, much higher than, than, the, than I came in, you know, whatever levels. I was like, yeah, lucky me. That's what I told the guy. I was like, yeah, lucky me. And still, it's, yeah. you know, did you hear what he said? You know, did you hear what Kaepernick talking about talk- Kaepernick, yeah. Yeah, did you hear what he, did you hear what he said? Yeah, no, and I, it's like, it's and like, it, wouldn't listen. You know, like, no, I don't know. You don't, no matter what happens. And it's like, wow, okay. And like you know, you could work at the the you and the CDC CR. What does that stand for exactly? Uh, California Department of Corrections, Department of California, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. So uh, while being like, well, I work with this black man, or maybe there were other uh, black people in your there, department in your office. There were there's there's a lot of people. There is not a lot. There's you know there's a good amount of black okay. people that worked in the office. That were former prison guards, that um, you know are, are now, you know, in in the in the business services office or whatever. Um, but it was, you know, you, it clearly could tell that some of these guys that were like, you know, 50, 55, 60 years old that had been prison guards for twenty years and now they're working in an office. They, it's blatantly obvious that 
they're they're the people that are yeah black lives matter is a terrorist faction and um and i think what i think uh the ferguson happened when i when i first kind of started there and there was no one who was really it wasn't spoke of, right? People, people. It was it, clearly people didn't really talk about it because it was clear, like, okay, some of these people are just obviously not. Yeah, they're you know not gonna believe that uh, that the police officer did anything wrong. I sat in and did many use of force cases, right, where we had to. De- you know, determine if the officer was just in his use of force on the on the inmate. Mm. And how did you get out of there, man? Jesus Christ. Dog, I had to I and I I swear it was probably that that business that that really got me um that helped bring me down here, right? I think if I was in any other atmosphere to where in my mind it wasn't like Jesus, I totally can see how and who stays in power, continues to stay in power, and no one can really, no one's, you know, we visited, we visited Folsom State Prison, saw the pictures, you know, of every warden that ever worked there. Oh, yeah. Don't have to tell me what they look like. And you can't tell me that we're not talking about that movie Life with fucking Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking movie. You can't tell me it's just for someone like me, it's blatantly obvious, which tells me because I'm not some you know, I'm not some guru, some like super uh you know, intelligent. I'm smart, but I'm not. You know, you know, don't don't sit up here and and, and get get me into the big debate, whatever, right? Yeah. It's blatantly obvious to me, which tells me, and you got to know that it's blatantly obvious to many other people. And it's like, oh, well, well how do you well. how do you work in a building in a department like that? knowing the demographics of inmates and you'd have to talk yourself into that black and brown people are inherently bad or they break more laws or they're more evil and they they deserve what they get you have to talk yourself into that because otherwise it, you would go mad you would you would sit back and be like how is everybody sitting in this office right now doing this work when we're literally make profiting off and of the budget analyst, being Elliot, locked I'm up. the budget analyst. See how much money seeing CDCR has the biggest budget in the state of California, above education, above transportation, above parks and recreation. CDCR is the biggest chunk of the billion, multi-billion dollar budget of the state of California. And 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 they fucking cheat the numbers because uh, the overcrowding problem, right? 
you can't be over 37 and a half percent of over full capacity, right? So instead of it being, you know, uh, San Quentin State Prison and so-and-so state prison, they're modified community correctional facilities. It's just another prison, right? I mean, to you, to me, to the people that are housed there, they're in jail, they're in prison. Yeah. Okay? But technically, it's not. And there's not an overcrowding problem. You know, they, 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 they reach their overcrowding numbers um, blah 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 and blah blah blah. They yeah they had a few out of state contracts with the same companies that are housing the um, what like the immigrants right that are separating the families with the children. Mm-hmm. The same companies are housing California inmates, and yeah we're you know we're we're under our our our, our cap for for that you know so. You know, so the department gets more money. It's just, it's. I don't want to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> you're paying taxes. You're paying taxes to to fund, and and at the on on the top of it, it's like. On top of it, it's like. It's, I mean, it's just crazy, Ellie, because there's programming. Yeah. Oh, we offer these programs, rehabilitation, right? You hear people talk about oh rehabilitation, and it's like we offer all these programs, and no one seems to want to do it. And you're like, well, can you blame them for not wanting to to basically conform to what what you're telling them that they need to do? Yeah. Because truthfully, it's not going to help them when they get out. No. You're not going to be able to go get a legit job once you get Even out. The- you know, we didn't, we, I'd, I'd also, the, we could talk about it another time because I'm not well versed enough on it, but the parole, how crippling parole is. Um, once these people get out, you know, it's like they're still locked up. You can't, you can't, you can't do anything, right? You can, you ever see the movie Heat with Robert De Niro? Uh, and Alpha not, just for that, I just like once with that mega gunfight, which was okay. over so, the top. Over the top. Based on actual events, though. Oh my gosh, um, that's great. Well, you, I mean, you remember the, what happened in LA with the gun, but the guy with the ammo, and he, he, like, I'll never forget the image of him. I mean, just pumping rounds into the to the um, to the to the windshield. Oh, it's crazy. They they robbed a bank in downtown LA. Whoa! In real real time, like, on? well, that I think that scene was based on that. I think I I remember reading something about that. Like that scene was based off. Look it up, like. I will. It was it, it was crazy, but um, in the movie Heat, a guy gets out of prison. Dennis Haysbert's character, Allstate, you're in good hands. <laughs> His character um, is out of prison, and the job that he's able to get is off the books, right? At some diner, cheap ass diner, as like the you know you know, short order cook or like the trash man and the manager or whoever is in charge is just awful to him, right? Rude and take out the garbage and blah, blah, you know, whatever. It's a true depiction of what happens. Even 
if the dude is innocent and is in there for, you know, three months, you know, these modified community correctional facilities are for the lower level guys, right? So like a person that, you know, shot and killed eight people isn't there. These are like your gang members, your weed offenders, your meth guys, your, you know, apparently lower lower level crime guy. It's kind of remarkable how the entire system is situated and people just fine with it. have zero care. Yeah. They're fine with it. Like, it's just as long as, you know, they're clearly the enemy and they're, they can, we can clearly be afraid of these people. And then we believe that as long as they're locked up, we're safer, we're better for it. And then you can draw a direct line to, well, those criminals look like this. So I know that those people who look like this might be have been in jail. And it's, it's yeah. whether it's um, subliminal or people are actually conscious of it, it's it's something that it has that has left its imprint on our nation. Period. As a whole. And this is California. Imagine Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio, Montana, the entire southern sector. I read. I, I once read a uh, an article about the, I was, who was he at? He was in Alabama. The dude gets picked up because he fit the description. He's headed to work. Never made it. Right? Wasn't a wealthy man, so he had to wait for the public defender or, and wait for the, his time. Four or five months go by. There hasn't been a house payment because he hasn't been to work. He's obviously lost yeah. his job. The one call that he got, right? He took, he, the call went to his, his girlfriend, the mother of his child. Said, hey, they picked me up. I don't know what to do. Tell my job, blah, 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 blah. He gets out eight months later. Oh, you're the wrong guy. You're right. Sorry. No house. No job. She left with the kid because what was she had to go home to some other some other state, wherever she was from. What is he supposed to do now? It wasn't him, but it's yeah. eight months later. Saddest thing you could even like imagine. What's he supposed to and do? And it's not. It, it's not even like a. Oh, and like I had to watch John Oliver on HBO. He does a, a last week tonight thing, and mm. uh, it was all about uh, ra- um, raids, oh. knock or no knock raids, and all this stuff is that police aren't even responsible for um, 
let's say it's the completely the wrong house and they destroy your front door. They even like uh, put a, a low level grenade in your thing. But yeah. They're not responsible for any of that. Yeah. Sorry. They don't have to pay you anything. So it's just all the, all this absolute destruction, whether it's physical or mental or, um, or monetary. And there's just, it seems like there's no repercussions for it. And if you call it out, you're you automatically fit into this like oh you you know you hate police or like yeah you know whether or not i hate police is irrelevant i see major um moral vacancies in these practices and laws and procedures uh and careers that we have bolstered monetarily or society wise and it just cannot it's not right and it has to be addressed or it's going to, there's just going to be a, a war. Um, and it's, I mean, it's not, it's point, just, right. And that's, that's the straight up truth is that you can't sit up here and tell me that, that you can't sit up here and be like, Oh yeah, that, that doesn't seem odd. Nobody would be able to be able to say that. Like, like, come nobody on. would be able to say it and believe it. You just couldn't. You couldn't. And that's the part where that's why there's so much anger is because people actually say stuff like that and, and, and think, well, I believe it. And, and because you're a human being that's logical, you go, how can you really truly believe that? You have to be actively turning the cheek, giving the cold shoulder. You have to, because there's no way. No. Let's let this happen to you for two weeks. But in fact, Elliot, I think our next one of our next books should be Black Like Me about the journalist who who um yeah you mentioned that already I'll I'll, I'll order it who uh yeah I'll hit up Amazon and order it. Do like it. Bezos, fuck off, fuck off, Jeffrey. <laughs> Just like your wife told you, and she's gonna donate all of her money to charity dude but it's like yeah no i know he's like lady i know what's gonna happen pretty soon here let's go ahead and divorce now i don't have to pay you that much later right i mean straight up i mean i'm sure it was like calculated uh the divorce was impending for eight years and he was like he's Look. like he's like he's like listen are you gonna go to space with me or not jeff i'm not gonna go to space with you all right let's get a divorce you're too far out there <laughs> Casey Musgraves has a song You can have your space, cowboy Since you don't want to stay anymore You can have your space Cowboy I ain't gonna fence you in Go right away In your Silverado I guess I'll see you around again I know my place And it ain't with you Well, sunsets fade My God, you gonna be a space cowboy? Some people call me the space cowboy. That's it. Actually, okay, that's a good jam. That is a good jam. We'll throw that. I'll throw that on the list too. We didn't talk about the music that, about this week, but I'm gonna pepper it in there. It's gonna. It's good stuff. 
Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. So in summation, everybody. Uh, All-Star Weekend, uh, check out the games on Sunday, a uh, real celebration of everything basketball. Um, yes. Kevin Garnett uh, wanted to buy the T-Wolves, Glenn Taylor is a real piece, uh, dipped out on that. Inside the NBA, I'm going to check it out, because I like had it. no idea it started in 88. Uh, and then Coming to America, also in 88, 89, uh, kind of uh, rewatch the first one, watch the second one, we'll talk about that next episode. And then just uh, some run-of-the-mill American injustice uh, going on that we we have to talk about because it's real and it's it's real. Online, it's everywhere you see. So, um, and we got we got some great music peppered in through the episode. Uh, Leon Evergreen, my my group, I put on one of my songs. Um, we had Steve Miller Band with the Joker. Um, Marie, no, May, Mary, uh, Bomb Bomb. Uh, oh, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Sister Nancy. Sister Mary. Sister Nancy. Sister Nancy. Yeah. Bomb bomb. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put in "Hit God. Him High" by the um, Monstars. Uh, you know oh, that song? Oh yeah, yeah. We used to do our basketball. We would run in um, high school mm-hmm. basketball. That was one of the songs we warm up to. Greeting Earthling. But the terrified the other team. Yeah. Dude, oh, that man. was the yeah, that was that might you be the best high, basketball. Hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, and I hit him low, hit him. Yeah. Be real is on there. LL Method Man. M E T H O D Man. Yeah. Here I oh, am, man. the Method Man. Uh, and then what? I think I had another couple um, other songs that I'll that I'll uh, write in the notes. But this okay. was a lot of fun. Good to talk to you again about all yeah. things us. Um, and anybody, uh, oh, so have a great week up ahead. Enjoy your Sunday off to yourself. Um, and I will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Anybody want to read and, um, or write a review or rate us or anything like that, or write us some suggestions. We haven't had a lot of fan interaction. Um, but we are, uh, we're open to hear what anybody has to say. Yeah. Tell uh, us how, tell us how, how we make you feel. Hmm. Mm, that's deep. Keep those lines of communication open. <laughs> okay. T- tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I mean, give us the real. The real. I mean, hey, show your cards. We're showing yeah, ours. We demanded. Yeah. So we are. We are, and it feels good. It does feel good to put it out there. So. She goes in the very beginning. But <laughs> she goes, the royal penis is clean, your highness. And he just goes. <sighs> Man, they barely talked about folded towels. But it was fun.